<laughs> uh, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Aaron, y'all. Uh, people may know me on Twitter as Afrocosmist. Uh, previously, before that, Posadist Trap God or Thaddeus Stevens or... <laughs> Paradoomer, or I don't even fucking what's the last all the one? All fallen soldiers, thing. yeah, yeah, all the fallen soldiers. But um, yeah, people can find me on Twitter. I post uh, I haven't been posting much lately, but I post retro sci-fi and also the occasional take. And uh, if people want to listen to me, I also host uh, right now uh, a co-host two podcast uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Trailbillies and Struggle Session. And um, I used to record Everybody Loves Communism with mm-hmm. my uh, my friends, excuse me, Jamie Peck and Jorge Rocha, but uh, we haven't done that in a minute, but um, we're still cool, but uh, we just got it, got it. haven't really, you know, you know, shit happens, found the time, but um, people can check out those three podcasts if they want to listen to more of me ranting and probably throwing in some sci-fi references. Yeah. <laughs> I know last time we sat down, we talked about like sci-fi and everything. I think I was just starting my, my Deep Space Nine rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually rewatching it right now. I think I'm in season three. I think yeah. I'm finishing the episode um, "Civil Defense" mm-hmm. with the famous line "Um, attention, Bajoran workers." Yeah, you know. But, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I um, I stopped for a little bit, so I stopped like mid season three. Uh, like life stuff come up, came up, and I just started watching other things and everything like that. Uh, and I actually came back. Uh, and and finish it out uh, in October. Mm. So like from October to November, I was like watching you know the last couple of seasons, and I don't know, it just it it was very different consuming it, you know, while uh, while thinking about everything that was happening. You know? Well, you know, we we'll, we'll we we could get into it now, but yeah. um, we'll get you know, we'll get to it in a second. I, uh, but yeah, but um, you know, I'm just just you know as just uh leading into the discussion, especially mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about what's going on and. Israel and Gaza and Palestine. Um, you know, I've been rewatching DS9, and as mm-hmm. you were implying, sort of the themes of that show, where yeah. you have an imperial power, the Cardassians, you know, who you know are an occupying force that one could see as you know the Israeli occupying force, right? Sure. And then you have the Bajorans, which one could see as Palestinians. But I was also thinking about babylon five you know yeah um, and also too God. i want to say that any of these these either of these two groups that's the way i see it space israel and space palestine sure. but either of these two groups and peoples or races can be um you know um the uh, a parallel uh you can lend a parallel to any you know um set of um you know oppressed and the oppressor uh the oppressor you know but um mm-hmm. babylon five is really you know what um what i was thinking of man because there's this line that Jakar, who is a member of this formerly um, colonized, uh, pretty much enslaved, genocided race. Yeah. You know, uh, he has this amazing line where the reoccupation has begun again. The Centauri's, you know, are reoccupying yeah. Narn, yeah. which is uh, Jakar's planet. Anyway, I don't want to, you know, uh, give too much, but he just has this amazing monologue, you know, where he just talks about the need to be free and how that is the strongest force in the universe. And I mean, this is a show and I don't want to do the corny thing that liberals do where liberals, <laughs> every day, where liberals equate everything to fucking Harry Potter, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. things of geopolitical consequence I, and import. But I mean, it is, and I want to ask you about this, man, because mm-hmm. yeah. I was talking about this on the Tribulies, you know, we were talking about Terrence to just watch Andor, right? 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm talking about Babylon 5 or DS9, and there are these, especially in science fiction, but, you know, there are uh, Hunger Games, I guess, is another one, but there are other... I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that in a second, but I actually have an idea about that, too. But, yeah. it, but I guess just, just shut up. Just to ask yeah. him, man, what, what, you know, I, I guess you could talk about yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do the G-Jack voice, but ideology, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. guess you can talk about ideology or cultural hegemony, whatever the case may be. But and all those from a Marxist standpoint, but it just as a comment, you know, it's just astonishing that we have things like this that exist in our culture. You know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. media that is, if if it's not revolutionary in terms of praxis, right, or actually having yeah. a revolutionary culture. I mean, it's 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 undergirded by themes of radicalism and it's just it has weird. markings of understanding of like revolutionary exactly. struggle yeah exactly it's just weird that you know like amidst you know an ongoing genocide and just you know the ongoing horrors that we see but especially like you know i'm thinking of the raw brought up hunger games because i think there's um i haven't watched it but i think there's a scene in one of the movies or the mm -hmm. books where they bomb a fucking hospital they do yeah and you yeah. know what i mean it's like yeah. it's like i don't know man it's like i i guess all i'm saying is like that's like that's like it feels very placating and very like it serves it's almost like this media seems to serve a role of absolving people of any responsibility yes. or any sort of it makes you feel like introspection it it, it reminds me because i really enjoyed like mr robot when it first came out but now like in retrospect like i look at it as this kind of stand-in for like a, a revolutionary struggle you know like it's it's very much uh like six five six years past like uh 2008 2009 you know yeah and yeah. uh everything that happened in wall street and everything and so it's kind of mimicking like this this anger that i think people still absolutely had towards like larger powers towards like uh you know just power structure in general and and then giving people kind of like a taste of like well what would that look like if people actually took power and the first the first season or so are really interesting and then it gets into like Oh, you know, China would be bad, obviously. Like they do Belt and Road everywhere, it'd be crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. but like, it's it's very interesting that they like go down this road of like, well, what might happen if you all want that revolution so much? Oh, well, it would actually be bad, and just people would assu uh, assume more power. And I think a certain part of that's true, but it's still like kind of giving people this taste instead of them actually experiencing it themselves. And I guess we can blow that up to all media, but I I, I do think yeah, there's a lot of. Um, sci-fi in general that kind of like tackles that um yeah. and when you're speaking about like hunger games i i watched the newest movie like right before the new year the songbirds and snakes or something i think it's called and i thought it was very interesting because like i've seen the other hunger game movies in passing i didn't really pay attention after the first one but this one i think took great like struggles because it's like a prequel and it's showing how this dictator became a dictator and I think it kind of took great care to not show him, like, as someone that's needing redemption. Like, yeah. he was a monster the entire time. Like, his his focus was on, like, besides his love for this person that kind of, like, started to tear him away from his, you know, fascist intent. He was always a fascist, you know? Yeah. And the, the only thing that he really liked about this girl to begin with was those like trappings of like revolutionary liberatory struggle there wasn't anything else that like he wasn't ever going to commit to that and yeah, they and he was they never showed... going to be a redeeming figure right yeah. Yeah. like he yeah. was always he always just thought that that affectation of her was interesting but he makes it very clear like that when she's like well why don't you just stay here he's like 
no, no, you should come with me. Like this place is trash. You need to go back yeah. to the the city, the 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 place that has like all the underpinnings of like fascist regalia everywhere. Like yeah. this is something that can be like reformed. So it's, it's like very, yeah. it's very much kind of the way that um I guess bourgeois ideology sort of works or capitalist ideology, you know, sort of works. It's this sort of um um you you are he's, he's obsessed with the appearance mm -hmm. of who this person is yes. or how they appear in his mind's eye mm -hmm. instead of the essence of who they are you know yeah. and like I, I don't know i was thinking i was thinking about um you know you, you were talking about something like uh uh mr robot and mm -hmm. i like that show too and you know not to like you know uh, uh belabor the point too much but that show it always interested me how that show has these very anti-establishment, vaguely anti-capitalist, yeah. anti-consumerist sentiments. But it's like you were saying, you brought up a really good point. It's like the absence of struggle, yes. you know? Yes. It's like, I'm almost surprised that that show, maybe it has, that it, maybe it has, but that it hasn't been recuperated yet by right-wing libertarian or possibly even QAnon folks you, and you, you know can what I mean? see where it would go that way absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think you know, it, um sam esmail did i, I watched uh th this a couple weeks ago as well uh he did uh a movie recently yeah let, um, let the world burn or something yeah, like that and or, it was, no, there's that the vincent bevins book i'm thinking of the no vincent it's bevins um book. it's, it's uh, called no 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 it's leave the world behind Leave the world behind. The world yeah, behind. I'm thinking of. Yeah. The, I said, "Let the world burn." That's a Vincent yeah. Bevan's book. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, uh, but it's it's also too. like it's very interesting, um, almost apolitical, like ideation of like how America falls. It's um, like I don't want to call it bad because just because I think like the politics are kind of like weird and garbage. Like it is. It's an interesting movie um but like you towards know, the end they do mm -hmm. the well like who knows anybody could really have been the puppet master in this and it's like yeah oh it could okay. have been it could have been the militias <laughs> or it could have been antifa you know yeah, movie that's like, yeah. it's like it's like the um the the what is it the alex garland movie coming out i think it's the a24 civil, yeah, war, civil movie, war yeah where it's like everybody was making fun of it because it's like okay you have uh, texas and california <laughs> teaming up but you know you know what that movie is man and i guess this is kind of like circling back to mm -hmm. what we're talking about you know like the appearance of something rather yes. than the substance right if we're talking about sort of you know the spectacle i guess in the debordian right. sense and, you know and that's and that's what i said i want to watch the spectacle of a civil war because i'd love to know how we've gotten to california being a you know an autonomous state along with like texas i'd love to know like what the yeah. politics of this movie are supposed to be i'm not gonna take it seriously i don't think it's like a harbinger of like this is how it would play out because that's boring no and no and also too you know one thing i obviously do want to see mm -hmm. you know dc get fucking blown up and turn yeah. into a war zone. <laughs> yeah. but also too like it's like movies like this and i mean you know not again to belabor the point or not to make a moot point and I mean, all these things are just uh, wedded with hypocrisy, right? Yeah. So wedded to hypocrisy. So and pointing hypocrisy out sometimes doesn't really um, make any sense. But you know, th those those movies that are like apolitical, like that, that these squishy um, sort of chameleon-like politics, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, or chimera-like politics, is yeah. like 
I think they're just like made to not upset anybody, right? Simply Absolutely. put, right? You know what I mean? Not to upset like any 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 backers of the film, not to upset any potential fans or the audience of the film. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's not that that matters because you're still going to have people like Jesse Waters on Fox News. They're going to take clips from this movie, you know what I mean? And talk about this is the world that liberals imagine. You know? Right, exactly. Oh, this is how they imagine us. But it's like these, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about another, another thing I want to bring up is that I was thinking about um Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Which is this HBO. It was an HBO. <laughs> came on an HBO. Dude, okay. Yeah. So you you were talking about how in that Hunger Games um um movie that this character um would would liked about it is that there wasn't the the need for redemption right yes. to satisfy the audience's mm-hmm. sort of very bourgeois sort of indoctrination or this idea that like well both sides and well maybe some nazis are actually what if we just talked to them? but like right. in that movie it 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 does I mean, the exact opposite, because that movie is from the point of view of the informant, right? Yes. So even when you yes. have a movie... Which I thought was the wildest idea. Dude, it, when, even when you have a movie that's about a radical figure, mm-hmm. which is not even really about Fred Hampton, the movie is like, he's backgrounding the film. Mm-hmm. It's really about the informant. But, you know, and at the end, sure, they say that then he committed suicide. Like, But, like, you know, that's like, that's not, not, not that I'm saying that this guy didn't live a tortured, but he was a fucking snitch. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, he like, was a snitch who, who oh, got a fucking so great revolutionary killed. You know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, yeah. I know, but not to belabor the point too much, but I, I just think like kind of just um I've just I got a new TV, man. So mm-hmm. um I've been watching a lot of television and um, yeah. I've been writing a lot too. And in my own work, I just think about like how I don't know, because I'm not going to say that I think art should have a purpose. If anything, Mm -hmm. art should just try to maybe just, I don't know, capture some aspect of the human experience. But even that's kind of like, I don't even know what that means, right? But I I do think, at least for me politically, excuse me, I think that, um, you know, being a communist, I think that like as a writer, I should try to try to increase class consciousness or speak to the working experience or speak to i don't know like the way all this shit is structured and ordered and critique yeah. it you know what i mean and not not be heavy-handed with it but i've just been watching a lot of like tv and media and just been um just been thinking yeah that's that's how you that's how you create proper i mean not that i don't want to create propaganda but that's yeah. how you create bad propaganda yes yeah know? yeah Listen, uh, speaking of TV, right quick, mm. uh, like I, uh, while I'm thinking of this tangent, I've been also re- like not rewatching. I had never seen it before. I've been watching uh, Breaking Bad. And oh, just yeah. got to the end of season two. And what an show. interesting like for so long, I've just been told like, oh, this is what happens if no health care. Yeah. And like, that's the furthest thing from the truth ever. Like, it's just like, no, this guy's just an abject monster. What are you guys talking about? Like this guy exactly. at no point he was given like every out. That he could have possibly yeah. been given. Like, I like, it's it's just been so interesting to analyze it from the way that the internet looks at this show. Yeah. Because, yeah. and I think that, I don't know, I, that probably, like, leads into some conversation where we're talking about Mr. Robot and everything. How people see, like, different forms of propaganda. Because for me, like, I view Skylar as a, I don't know, like, a, an un unassuming like not very like spectacular person but a pretty sympathetic character she's just like hey listen 
I don't know. This sucks, man. Like, I just want everybody you to be part of the family. Online. Right. Online, yeah. everybody fucking hates right. her character. And it's I'm not going to lie. I could see how she, I could see how, I, I mean, I'm not, I can't remember the show mm-hmm. um, um, scene for scene, but I can see how there's some scenes where after she's, I mean, but even after you realize that your husband is a fucking drug dealer, he's po- yeah. possibly committed like other more egregious crimes such as murder, mm-hmm. I can still understand not having not being all the way in right right i was gonna say that there is some times when like it's like okay like you know what he does he signed up for the shit but nobody signs up for that shit no but i mean like but you know what it is man i think i think that like i made a joke i made this tweet before that like i think that like media i don't mean to make uh the media literacy is at an all-time low but like seriously some people <laughs> it's wild like, they should just be able to watch like you know like flashing colors on a wall or something yeah shit, yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah because what it is is that people either identify with like straight up bad characters like mm-hmm. walter white is not a good guy no people there's nothing... look at him as like a family man a hero I'm a just, provider I'm watching him just like bit by bit destroy jesse's life like that's when the he art. watches when he watches his fucking <laughs> when he watches uh his fucking girlfriend or get an overdose yeah. and just looks there and, and doesn't just do watch anything. that yeah and he just watches that i mean dude like but then you have people who like dislike and i mean obviously with skylar too you know um you know goes without saying that there's obviously misogyny you know what i mean mm-hmm, like her mm-hmm. just being like a woman you know what i mean like just fucking character men just fucking hate her but like you know it, it, it is also just like people disliking characters that they should maybe sympathize with and i don't yeah. know because also art is up to interpretation right oh, that's another thing yeah. if art is if art is anything about i don't know i'm making very moot basic points but if art is anything you know um um other than capturing the human experience, it's also about like, um, um, God, what did I just fucking say? Um, I don't even fucking remember. Yeah, art, if art, art is, art is up. This, to, art is, yeah, art, yeah, up to interpretation, but at the same but time, yes, yes, exactly, it's up to interpretation. But at the same time, I mean, like, I don't know, dog. It's just like it's just I, I, I think that like, unless it's like. I mean, unless you're looking for like an Aesop's fable, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where there's literally a moral at the end of the story. Like, I, I don't know, like uh, watching or consuming any media. And I mean, this is especially frustrating if you're like a leftist, but also I turn that part of my brain off. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. You know, but like, uh, I, I, but yeah, I'm, just, of... I'm just there for the popcorn. And then exactly, like later exactly. I'll sit down and analyze and be like, what happens? Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's a, uh, you know, you know what? I, I don't want to talk too much about TV and shit, but one thing I do want to recommend to people mm-hmm. because uh, I've been obsessed with this show is a serial experiments lane. That for all mankind, <laughs> I have been. People know I fucking love that show. It's so which, good, dude. And the season finale was just like, I mean, I'm not an astrophysicist, but mm-hmm. I mean, just some of the science was just like didn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's just like, but it was just popcorn shit. It was good. Yeah, but um, it's so good. people should check out serial experiments lane. Oh um, yeah, I, actually, I saw that pop up. Yeah, dude. It's on I my Plex went on, now. Yeah. Yeah, check check it out, man. I went on Pod's uh Podside Picnic uh mm-hmm. podcast to uh to talk about that with my good friend Carlo and Kurt. Kurt wasn't there at the time, it was just me and Carlo. But um yeah, I love I love that show, man. Just as a recommendation, you know, we're talking about TV and shows and uh but um yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, hell yeah. People check that out. Um Yeah, I need to uh, I, I saw it pop up. I need to uh dig into it right quick. It looks interesting. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of my favorite favorite shows, pieces of media that I've seen, man. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Well, um, so listen, circling back to, uh, so we don't spend the, I, I could spend hours talking about media, but yeah, yeah, circling back to Babylon 5, we're talking about like the, the direct similarities, uh, that are, that are happening right now in like Gaza and in like Israel, like, um, man, I don't know. Like I was, uh, I was looking at some of the things today that still like, uh, I just, I honestly can't believe they kind of like we were watching this one, the one like State Department spokesman Miller, right? That little worm where he like, there's this propaganda video that Mossad like put out on Twitter like a day or two ago, where they're like just detonating entire buildings, and one of them is a university amongst like hospitals and everything else, and uh, and a reporter's asking him like, hey, listen, like how do you feel about this? Do you all have a response? And he's just like. I mean, we don't have like all the facts on the ground, so who knows what's happened here? It's like, dude, like Mossad just put it to a fucking synthwave track. Like they, yeah. they, they're, they're, they're showing. They, they made a fan cam of yeah. like blowing up these this infrastructure. And he's like, well, obviously we regret the degradation of you know any any infrastructure. And it's like, again, I don't think you're hearing me, man. Like. Yeah, yeah. They they blew it. Up. They it's gone. There is no degradation. It's not going to exist anymore. That's that yeah. university's over. You know, and he's just I, like the whole time intimating, like, well, we don't know what was underneath of it, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, well, man. dude, I've I've been seeing. You know, I saw that. I actually saw that clip um a couple hours ago mm -hmm. earlier today. And man, I mean, I don't know. You know, uh, we we've we talked about it on the trailblaze and like, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that I'm tired of talking about this. I'm not, and I want to talk about it, but it's yeah. just, uh, it's just, if anyone, I'm sorry to anyone who's heard me talk about this and I'm repeating myself, but it, you know, it's like, I don't know, two things that I've like, my two takeaways from the past, uh, four months, I guess has been one. This is such a crazy making project. Like yeah. I've used the analogy and I'm sorry again, if you've heard me say it on Twitter or on other podcasts, but, um, it's almost like they're trying to make you wear an inside out skin suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're trying to like, they're trying to invert everything that you know to be right and true. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and absolutely. Regardless of, regardless of like, what do you mean? Why would you think that that's bad? We're trying to, we're trying to figure it, out the same exactly. as you are. It's like. Man, their propaganda arm, the people that sit there and make prop this is the propaganda they've selected. Eggs dude, you know? okay, so dude, so that's that that's the crazy making aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Is that we're being like told that I mean, it's always like Israel itself is like coddled and mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, victimized and obviously, you know, using the horror of the Holocaust, right? Sure. And you know, People smarter than me have talked about this, but the way that Israel sort of, um, 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 how can I say it? Sort of um, exploits, right? Yeah, exploits that 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 the survivors' legacy, right? Of people whose family members were survivors who died in the Holocaust, and I mean, but that, but that even being besides the point, it's just like the crazy making, man. And then the second thing that's just kind of just floored me is like how like and we talk about this on the trails a lot right and again there are books have been written about this that i haven't read and people that are more well researched can talk about this but it's just like what what like what are you even doing backing like i can understand if like 
All right, we're both they're both settler colonial projects, right? Sure. One that the United States inherited from the British, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's like at what point, like what, like this is a literal, like this is a literal. We are a fascist country, I believe, right? But this Absolutely, is a literal, yeah. and we're settler colonial. But this isn't. I mean, we're an active settler, but this is an actual. I mean, I mean, not even actual. I can't say an actual because we are too. But the the. The sort of reification, right, mm -hmm. of 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 nineteen eighteenth century colonialism, eighteen seventeen eighteenth century colonialism, yeah, yeah, and that being and like the fact that John Fetterman can open his fucking mouth and talk about, <sighs> well, I think that Israel embodies all the progressive values that all these so called progressives, and you know, it's just like, like, I, so my second point is just, and I'll say some shut up, it's just like. How long can you maintain the United States maintain those contradictions? That's my sure. point, right? The contradiction that you have this 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 rogue state with nuclear weapons that we are coddling like a child, right? While and, not, and remember, not just us either. Like uh, not, when not we just talk, us when we talk about them exploiting that like victim mentality. Even France stepped up like the day before yesterday and it's just like, hey, listen, everybody gets a pass after that first genocide, okay? Like, I know Germ everything was bad in Germany, but that means they deserve a little bit more coddling than most. Dude, Germany is like, Germany is insane, too, because yeah. it's, it's like, yo, it's it's like the the atonement, right, that Germany has done, right, in my opinion, has been to, like, like support genocide and perpetuate anti-Semitism the same way that Israel does as an export of anti-Semitism throughout the fucking world. You know what yeah. I mean? And I mean, like, and again, these are these contradictions, right? Like how, so I don't know, man, those are my two things, the crazy making and the contradictions, because yeah. at some point, at some point, those, those fetters will burst asunder, right? You know, to paraphrase Marx. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's kind of part of the reason why too, that like, we have to like stay latched on to this vestige of settler colonialism. Sure. Because I think, I think to push back against that, it would indict the United States and the whole entire Western world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is why I think, and I mean, I guess this point is not my point. I guess we've been talking about this on the trills again, and people have brought this up, but you're sort of seeing, you're sort of seeing like maybe the beginnings of a realignment or repolarization. You know what sure. I mean? You have South a reckoning, right? You have South Africa. People starting you know? like like yeah, actual nations starting to say like, hey, wait a second. You yeah, know? yeah. I think Bolivia is also um cut off diplomatic ties, I believe, with Israel. You know, and these are just two countries. And I mean, also too, you have like the Houthis as well, which I mean, that's yeah. a whole other conversation that you literally like you literally have the United States attacking and bombing the Houthis were trying out of solidarity with Palestine and that after what they've been through for the past few years, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if you just think about any of this for, I'm sorry to ramble, man, but if you just think about the, any of this for even more than a moment and you really try to parse it out and saying that, like, wait, we're being called the bad guys because we don't right. support genocide. I mean, and anybody listening and watching this, I mean, I'm sure that this has been driving you fucking crazy for the past couple months too, but it, it can be it can be overstated, man. How, no, how I mean, they're trying to make you wear the inside out skin suit. Yeah, they're trying like, to make you nod along with genocide. You know, I was so I went up to DC with uh, with friends uh, for mm. the for the protest march. How was it? It was great. It was it was fantastic. And 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 that's you know I, I don't I'm not going to talk about it too much uh, too too long or anything, but just like the feeling of being there. I think most yeah. of all, 
was like standing around so many other people that are just like, like, because I think you'll get that a lot in daily life. You know, you wander around most people that you, you know, engage with maybe like, you know, apolitical or however, you're just trying to like do your daily thing. But when you're like in the heart of like an actual project where people are trying to draw attention to, you know, like outside of like what I do for work every day, like sitting down talking about news or whatever, like being like in the presence of just like thousands upon tens of thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people that are all like, no, you're not, that's not wrong at all. Like this is, this is fucked up. Like this is a bad thing. This is genuinely an awful thing that's happening. And to hear, you know, like speakers, like, you know, reassuring those things too. It's like, I think that's not just for me, cause I'm like steeped in it daily. Like I'm regularly talking about this, but I think for like, just people like they are going to that March, maybe for the first time, I think that's gotta be like, so like reaffirming of, of purpose yeah. because it can be a lot like sitting down, listening to like propaganda that comes out like daily listen, like realizing like post-march that like nobody even like covered this thing this almost yeah. near half a million people that were the in dc same thing with the, the same thing with the first dc march and, yeah and, and brother i know exactly what you're talking about because when i went to the first march in dc i had like this transcendent almost experience and i don't want to call it a religious experience because yeah. i am a materialist but it 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 was it was very much of what you're saying it was this collective reassurance mm -hmm. right that like i not only was i not crazy but that there were people that cared about these issues and maybe right. cared about the first time i mean you know how 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 many people have you know become leftist or anti-imperialist right or have at least recognized right you know and and sort of took a look at took another look at the history of the united states you know and its history and involvement right in other uh, affairs throughout the world right yeah and um i don't know man i i, I just feel like that i, I try to I, I just try to remember that that because that was very galvanizing and i don't mean to be depressing about it because on the one hand i mean sometimes I don't know. I don't want to be doomer right now, but sometimes I wonder how much of what we do over here, protesting mm -hmm. in the streets, right? Does as, things for over there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, not even over there, but I mean, even like just our elected officials that they're calling for a ceasefire. Okay, sure. Yeah. We've seen a growing calls for a ceasefire, but dude, it's been months now. This yep. is insane. But at the same time, you know, I do think something's got to give, you know what I yeah. mean? And I think that the most that we can do over here is um you know i don't know continue to march continue to talk to people you know and continue to sort of like be in spaces and sort of push back against that crazy making you know what i mean yeah. and again i don't have i'm not I don't have prescriptions for any what anybody should do i don't i mean i'm just i'm just some fucking dumbass on the internet right but i i i do i do think like organizing an events like that mm -hmm. and sort of like the education and keeping up the pressure is i don't know i mean not one i mean it's the only moral thing to do but also too and we can we can actually get into this too um mm -hmm. i i you know there's the palestine laboratory which talks about how the uh how palestine is essentially a petri dish right Mm -hmm. for um you know high-tech uh surveillance this is where we test things absolutely and, yeah, ballistics uh weaponry and whatnot 
and then um, bring it back to places like Cop City. Exa exactly, dude. Yeah. And and then there's um also this uh, I wish I could remember the name of it, but um Alexander Avinia, mm -hmm. um uh I forget what 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 I forget what what publication outlet he writes for, but they have a Substack, and he wrote this really good article that talked about. I've mentioned it before as well. It talked about the intersection between Israel and right wing um, governments in Latin America. Mm -hmm. And one thing that he mentions towards the end is, um, and kind of throughout, is how, you know, with the looming um, present, currently here, you know, apocalypse of climate change, how Palestine is very much a um i don't know i i guess like a uh like a test run you know yeah you know what i mean in terms of limiting the freedom of mobility mm -hmm. you know in terms of i mean literally concentration camps yeah you know death camps you know surveillance i mean I mean, this is why I think that you saw protesters, um, Black Lives Matter protesters in Ferguson that mm -hmm. were in correspondence with Palestinians, right? Absolutely. About how to resist against tear gas or resist against riot police. Um, because those communities are at the vanguard in the front line, right? Of yeah. this, like, I mean, dystopian hellscape, you know what I mean? This this week, you even saw, uh, I think, Palantir uh, just making a public statement saying, we, you know, we, we look forward to testing out some of our, you know, tech in the ongoing conflict, you know, and it's like, absolutely. I mean, what's uh, br brother, what's that for? You know, <laughs> yeah. what do you, what do you yeah. need? What do you need to observe there? Everything's destroyed. Like what is, if not to just, again, like just sit down and hone this technology for, you know, future like suppression, uh, future, you know, uh uh limiting of uh, again like you said like limiting of mobility like that's the the plan is just and again when we look at the this across like a broader backdrop and we talk about like climate change just continuing mm -hmm. to worsen over like the coming decades then you start to realize like obviously like these people have a very long-term vested interest in what happens next and how to get money from you know uh people that are going to be of a class where they can kind of just navigate that versus people that you know are going to be you know either immigrants into places that experience less climate change or uh poor people that reside in those climate change stricken countries you know I mean, these will all just like become more honed systems of control absolutely man i mean and as you mentioned earlier you know, um, bringing the war home, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, which, you know, a lot of people, some people define fascism, right, as yeah. imperialism brought home as one way to look at it. And whether it's in eastern Kentucky, I think about two years ago, right, where my uh, my co-hosts from the Trillbillies reside, mm -hmm. um, where there was historic flooding, yeah. I think a once in a thousand year flood, or whether, you know, it's a uh, you know, it's like in Louisiana, right? Whether it's mm -hmm. like Katrina, right? Or whether it's, I mean, whether it's anywhere at all where there are, you know, poor, working class, marginalized people, they're going to be the first people to feel the effects. Because, I mean, you know, going back to Palestine, just thinking about liberals 
right? Who, you know, who, who make it sound as if Palestinians are just collateral yeah. or as if that this is just a side issue that is like, um, that is, uh, going to hurt Biden personally. Right. Like, and not thinking about like, you're not seeing Palestinians as actual people. And I mean, we could talk like, like, unfortunately, sadly, frustratingly for fucking days about the dehumanization of Palestinians that we've seen yeah. the past couple months. Right. But it's yeah. like, you know, what, I'll put it this way that that at the end of that, um, Alexander Avenia article that I'd read, and I wish I had the quote in front of me exactly. Um, and the scientist's name, I think it's a doctor, actually a Palestinian doctor mm -hmm. who visited the border. Right. Um, I think he was in Texas maybe. And he was standing in the shadow of the Elbit surveillance towers, the Elbit mm -hmm. system surveillance mm -hmm. towers. And he said that climate change is the global Nakba. You know? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I, I just keep thinking about that line, man. And I mean, I guess this is where I was trying to go with, you know, organizing is that this is sort of how we shore up our defenses. You know what I mean? Yeah. By, you know, community, by organizing, by educating ourselves. And I mean, you know, people... You know, people may know me as a doomer, as an apocalyptician, and like I make jokes about uh, prepping and do, you know what I mean? Yeah, and shit like yeah, that. And that's, yeah. Sure, that's one way. I mean, you should probably learn how to cook and yeah. hunt or grow food but, or do all of these things. Sure, ride a horse, perhaps. Right. Maybe take up some archery. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like seriously speaking, though, it's like the only way out is through together, you know? Absolutely. And like, I, I speak on this often. Like, you know, we have to, like, reaching out to our communities is a bygone, like, imperative. That's a thing that needs to, to, to occur, like, yesterday. Like, we have yeah. to, we don't have, like, like, the thing that I've been facing is this discussion around the election, because that's what, yeah. you know, everybody on Twitter is focused on right now. And how could you possibly go and, you know, try to oppose Biden or even like discuss the idea of not voting for him? And it's like, I think very easily, I think, I think I'm very interested in what happens within the state and more specifically what happens within my own community, as I think a lot of us should be like, that's yeah. the first and foremost thing. I'm not, I'll still go and vote down ballot because I'm very interested in like, what's going to happen to the people around me. We've already seen over the past four years that most things that have been, most suppressionary measures towards like marginalized people have happened on the state level. I think, sure, I, think sure. it's, I think, I think obviously there's, a, a, you know, there's, a, I guess a whole discussion about like Biden versus Trump or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. mine is just an absence of not wanting to support that person in favor of, you know, wishing we had a better world that he uh, wasn't, completely complicit in, uh, you know, the genocide of, uh, yet another people, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that core focus for me is just like talking about like, how, how do we like find, like, uh, like night and day, you know, like I moved from Austin last year and I live in Richmond now mm -hmm. and just night and day, the, the amount of like community focus there is here, the amount of like, like for everybody that talks up, like, oh, I'll keep Austin weird, et cetera. It's not. It's a very like tech, like corporate kind of town these days. You know, it's well, it very feels much. Like, it feels like even the even the I've heard that before as well. Yeah. And it even feels like the keep uh keep Austin weird is even a sort of commodified. Yeah, absolutely. Corporatized. It is, it's made of... as a shield against yeah, like what's actually yeah. kind of happening there, which is yeah. still 
uh, call it Democrat if you want, but it's very much a Texas Democrat type of like town, you know? Well, dude, I mean, I'm in Atlanta, right? Yeah. And in Atlanta, you know, the under a Democratic mayoral administration, mm -hmm. under several now, um, at least two, um, there's, you know, Cop City is happening. If no yeah. one knows, they're building a cop training facility, a mock city. Yeah. Um, and in order to do that, they're cutting down um, a sizable portion of a forest that's known as uh, the lung of Atlanta. Yeah. Because of how much, uh, what is it, how much CO2, I guess, that it traps, you know, yeah. and how it cools, you know, the city. And also how the trees and the roots themselves are helpful when it comes to uh, stemming flooding or preventing flooding, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the city of Atlanta has pretty terrible infrastructure when it comes to that. But, um, you know, you were talking about the election earlier and, you know, and I guess to, to even tie into Cop City, the fact that all of that's being done with the, uh, uh, with the approval, right? And yeah. pretty much the silence of the Demo Georgia Democratic Party. Yeah, sure. And, you know, this is what I'll say just about elections, man, because I think, like, <laughs> I think on the trills, we've been especially doomerish about this, and people have gotten upset with us about this, and mm -hmm. people get upset with me now, but I'm not telling nobody not to vote. I no, mean, it same, doesn't, yeah. It vote, doesn't, your, vote your conscience, man. It doesn't vote, matter vote to me. Your, vote your conscience, man, and at the end of the day, I'm not even going to say that it doesn't matter, but what I will say is that the people, the people that are the liberals, right? And the people that are already uh, uh, vote scolding, you know, mm -hmm. um, and trying to guilt you into voting. And the people who have said despicable things, the same people who were so concerned about kids in cages, but not only didn't give a shit once there were kids in cages, but now especially don't give a shit when children are being slaughtered, right? Yeah. And entire people are being slaughtered. Like, what I just find interesting about these people is that if you ask them how many more Palestinians have to die, right, mm -hmm. for you to either change your opinion or, you know, maybe like, you know, reconsider your support of Biden or to at least shut the fuck up when somebody, especially somebody who's Arab, somebody who's Muslim, mm -hmm. maybe for a pretty good fucking reason doesn't want to vote for him, right? Like, it's just like, it's just... You know, somebody mentioned in my comments the other day, but it's like, it seems like when there's no ideology left, mm -hmm. when they're running on fumes, you know, when I say running on fumes, I mean, think about Biden, like even literally, not even metaphorically, but like literally a dying president presiding over a dying party over a dying empire, right? Yeah. And like, that's again, why are you supporting this fucking settler colonial state that's younger than a lot of people's grandparents, right? It's again running on running on almost like like uh, like on on autopilot, you know, on cruise control, right? Not having any idea what the fuck is going on anymore, losing control completely and just going with the motions, right? Yeah. And kind of living in the shadows of um semi-rational men during the Cold War, for example, right? When I say semi-rational, I mean, these were crazy motherfuckers who wanted to nuke the world. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like they, <laughs> yeah. they, they all, I felt like also I could give them at least some crap. I mean, I can't give them credit, but I mean, like they're not leaking out the brains, right? Like brains like tapioca. My whole entire point is this: yeah. it's just like they, they still, you know, they still were very like you know, uh, present. They understood exactly what they yeah. were doing. You know, like they were, and and I guess to some extent, like, maybe Biden does. I know, like. 
he still has those basic ruminations of upholding empire that he always has as a politician. He still has I, rumblings in his tummy. Right, but I don't, I don't know if like he understands like the the mission anymore. You know, like I, yeah. I don't like that guy's gonna be eighty six by the time he's out of office. Like, dude, and I mean, I mean, that's <laughs> and that's the thing about it too, man. Is like, it's like you know, like, dude. Whether it was Bernie, I mean, I don't fucking want Bernie to run again. I didn't want him to run again. I mean, dude, like, I, I'm sorry, but I think that it's insane that you have somebody who was born, like, I mean, I don't even know what I'm trying. I'm thinking of, like, Joe Biden is, like, 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 I don't even know, man. Like, I think about that picture of him looking at the quantum computer. Yeah. You know? And just, and dude, don't get me wrong. I'd probably be looking at a quantum computer and be fucking fascinated. Sure, too, it's just sure. Like, just as like a visual i mean also when he was when it was his birthday a couple months ago and they put those candles those 87 candles around the cake Man. and it's just this conflagration a... of fucking burning yeah it just was like this is such a great metaphor this is a really yeah, 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 yeah. bleak metaphor but i don't know man when it, when it comes to the election dude i i think what's more important is you know is what's going on in your community and I mean, because even if they lose next year or this year, um, I mean, we've seen this before. Like, they don't, they don't even take their licks, right? They immediately turn around and blame Correct. anybody. Yeah, they blame no the matter, no matter what happens. People. They yeah. blame, you know, they blame the right. They blame whatever. But it's like, I, I, I don't know, man. So it's um, it's 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 all of that being said, it's. You know, I don't want to be completely doomerish and bleak because I think again, you know what actually somebody brought up? Um, hmm. Katie had brought this up. Um, um, um a, a friend of the Trillbillies and personal friend Katie had said that what we're seeing now, whether it's like uh propaganda from um Al Qasam or whether um I don't know if the, the Houthis have put out any propaganda. Mm -hmm. Um but well, to hear Just, all of Twitter, it was a 19-year-old lad that doesn't speak English was the propaganda master. But no, go ahead. Dude, no, but it's like, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing because, like, you're able to see in real time, like, these revolutionary, like, liberatory or individuals that are, like, uh, 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 fighting for a liberatory project. You get to see in real time, mm -hmm. like, how that's being done. And not only is it galvanizing, um... You know, but it's also hopeful, you know what I mean? It it makes me and for every horrible, fucking awful video that I see of dead children or some psychotic, you know, supposed bit of satire or it's not even satire actually, because it's straight up just it's just like I mean it's genocidal comedy. I didn't even mm -hmm. know that could be a genre of comedy. Worse right? SNL, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever you're seeing on these really TikToks and late night yeah. shows and shit. But um, I don't know, man. Like, I just think about that that first video we had seen of that guy bulldozing the Palestinian man bulldoz that bulldozing the uh 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 that that fence, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, screaming and running through it, man. And like, you know, one thing I got to say about um the hellscape in the year 2024, you know, we're living in this cyberpunk tech. It's not even really a dystopia because cyberpunk dystopia would be at least cool. Yeah. Because then yeah. I could get like a We're robotic the most boring, arm. you know. Yeah, this is the most boring. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, all that being said, it's kind of cool that you can, you know, that we are all sort of 
interconnected in this way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is why, again, it's fucking super important that Palestinians um, in Gaza or in the West Bank are, and people throughout the world that are lending their voices to this cause, I mean, it's important that they, I mean, this is a moot point without being said, it's super important that they not be silenced, right? Yeah. And that's what's troublesome is that you're saying that across platforms and institutions, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know, like, it it makes me think back to Elon buying, you know, Twitter. Uh, And I know there's, like, a lot of conspiracy, like, thrown around, like, why he would do this. He's actually doing it to, like, silence, like, you know, a lot of uh, speech that kind of existed on there. But I think to an extent, like, it has absolutely, like, scrambled a lot of uh, pretty pertinent reporting that would come out during conflict, you know? Like, it, it has... And, and whether or not that is up to him, I don't. I don't think he's a mastermind. I just think he's uh, a dumb idiot that wanted to buy something because of a meme, and then uh, realized the meme had gone too far and got forced to buy it by the court. Exactly. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. But I, I. But I think like. I think just the over like like I don't think of him as a mastermind. I think the overarching idea of capital subsuming these things to the point where they're not useful anymore for like liberatory struggle is mm. is uh, just a facet of our, our reality right like it's not on him specifically as a rich guy but because these things keep happening their driving force their overall idea is going to be to stop like a proletariat from rising up or to stop like a you know an oppressed people from fighting back so in that these they will always by by their own admission or not these things will always be affected by their like looming like ownership or intervention you know yeah 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 and you know i i think about that man i know we're gonna close out but that's a whole other conversation too because i find that like you know on the one hand i am lauding this technology and its capacity to share stories of liberation Mm -hmm. to connect communities um you know to shed light upon horrors right and injustices but at the same time this sort of idea that i mean even goes back to like the beginnings of the internet in silicon Mm -hmm. valley right that the internet was sort of going to be this modern symposium of sharing ideas of goods that it would be autonomous that it wouldn't be filtered through you know the the channels of you know multi-billion dollar telecommunications companies all the shit that we're seeing now right yeah but um i don't even know if that's necessarily true right because and i'm thinking about this uh this show documentary series on means TV Mm -hmm. called preserving worlds that people should check out. I actually interviewed, actually interviewed um, the two co-creators of that show um, on everybody loves communism. So even though I don't record that show anymore, people should still check out pretty good episodes, but um, Mm -hmm. we, we talked to the co the, the co-creators of the show. And one of the things that I'd brought up or thought about was um, sort of, I, I forget the names of these people, but these individuals who are pretty much the trendsetters and the true believers of the internet, right? Yeah. And, like, they weren't necessarily, like, left-wing socialists. Like, they were capitalists and libertarian and, like, sure, had a hodgepodge of, sure, like, you know, socially liberal, maybe even radical views, Mm -hmm. you know, with a strong belief in 
the profit motive, right? And the free market. Um, but I don't know, man. It just gets me about that's my point. I guess like all that's to say that it, it just gets me thinking about how on the one hand, technology itself is not inherently evil, obviously. Sure. I mean, evil sure. sounds silly, right? It's a silly argument to make. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's not inherently geared it's towards not, not profit, malicious right? out of its out of its own, you know, making. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, and it doesn't have to be necessarily um created just for the purpose of uh um um uh, accruing a profit right yeah um um but at the same time you know you know you have to ask yourself like well what is this technology and what is this usefulness and what is this worth in i mean even at a core level you know at its foundation in a society that's you know based on advanced commodity production like I don't know, like, I mean, this is this is a conversation people talk about degrowth, I guess, as well. But, like, you know, some of these, like, it's not that these technologies, I guess, wouldn't exist. These services might not exist, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I guess I should give examples. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of, I don't know. I mean, I guess there would have to be, like, you know, the gig economy, right, um, yeah. um, wouldn't exist, right, um, um, under a socialist society. And I don't even know where I'm going with this. But, like, it 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 does just make me think about how we... I don't know, going into the 2024 and into, like, the rest of the 21st century, like, how we commandeer, and, I mean, especially looking in light of the Elon Musk takeover of Twitter, right? Yeah. Like, how we use or maybe don't use technology. Like, yeah. Edward um Edward on Sweat, on Wesco um, talks about Luddism, Luddism you know, um, or Neo-Luddism and Brian Merchant, too, you know what I mean? It can become more and more attractive every day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, I mean the Luddites were, you know, people don't know the Luddites weren't necessarily like anti-technology yeah yeah absolutely inherently they were just like yo y'all motherfuckers have these machines that are like we're just tending to these machines and mm -hmm. you own the machines and you know we're going through horrible conditions like they just wanted to own the means of production is what it yeah. was you know? yeah or have more control at least you know so um i don't know that was a, that was a wide-ranging conversation man we talked about Media. We <laughs> talked about Palestine, Gaza. We talked about. Uh, we went through the game. Yeah. Yo, is there anything that you wanted to um, you wanted to touch on the last few minutes before we go? Anything that you wanted to that you were thinking about? You wanted to talk about? I guess I, I think the only thing that was really like in my like we touched on it briefly, but just like uh, just real quick. I think there were a lot of people I think that were upset at the. Did you see the Biden clip yesterday? Where they where asked him, said, they asked him about bombing Yemen, and he's just like, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna continue to bomb them." Yeah, and, it's not working. Yeah, yeah, it's not working. And I think there were a lot of people that were really pressed about that on, you know, on social media. And I was just like, I think, I think that's one of the more honest things that he's like. It's it's surprising, I guess, that he said it, but I think that's yeah. one of the more honest things that he's ever said in his presidency. I think that is empire, you know, like yeah, just yeah. laid bare. Like that is. Yeah how we continue on until we are a shambling corpse of an empire that is how we will continue to do things yeah it it just becomes yeah and i think that that touches on what i was what we were talking about earlier right mm -hmm. it's just like sort of like this idea of like there's nothing in the tank left and they're running on yeah. fumes right yeah and like that's all I they know that's not, been not the only, status quo for decades for decades and it's like i mentioned it's not only i guess that you're right it's not only that all you have left is scolding people, right? Mm -hmm. And moralizing and policing people's like behaviors and thoughts and shit, whatever. But it's also, you know, 
where they just become completely masked off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It almost feels like sometimes like it almost feels like a dare. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm making light of this, but it feels like sometimes yeah. it's like, I dare you, motherfucker. I'm going to say it. Like, it's just like, I, I, I like, I don't know, dude, like the past, like, I, I guess his presidency, right? And I mean, Trump's presidency was a mask off moment. I mean, oh, Biden, I mean, Biden's Obama, oh, Biden's well, Obama's presidency was, but then I think about like, I think about the, the, the Flint, uh, the Flint, Michigan thing, right? Yeah, the water thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think about him drinking that and I think about that at least being seared into my mind is one of those last few public displays of like of saving face or yeah. of like straight up just like like knowing that you're lying to the people but at least willing to go through the act of Correct. pretending again we're talking we were talking like about playing, appearances in essence yeah play, playing at least like some some sort of you know pageantry Yes. To to perfect, what perfect, people yeah. like like still giving in to the idea of the bread and circuses. We're now like I, I think you're right. Like this idea of people like vote scolding, they they don't even require bread and circuses for this anymore. They no. just they they because what else they is there? They don't even left? need to win. Yeah. They don't like, even need to win to do it. They don't right, even need, like, they don't even want to win, I don't think. You know, it doesn't matter to them whether they win. Right, you know, I mean like, it matters to some people, but you know. Sure, 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 sure. But I think like for uh, like writ large, I think a lot of liberals just kind of like they're just dedicated to defending the project because if not, then a worse project might come into to play. Yeah. And and I think at, at least for that, like that is for them just kind of amorphous and vague. It will just be bad. You know, yeah, like yeah, quantifying yeah. that is a lot harder because you can say like, well, day one, Trump will do these things or whatever. Maybe it'll make it so you can't have elections anymore. But like the real like on the ground feeling that like communities are going to have, that people are going to be impacted by this. Like they don't have any understanding or any care of that. It's just exactly. we have to preserve the liberal project. Otherwise, this one could be worse. Exactly. And, and you know we have to do that at all costs. Yeah, and that that's excuse me, excuse me. That's such a good point, man. Because um, I don't know when 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 they tell when they tell people liberals, I'm saying when mm -hmm. liberals tell people that well, you know, it's you know what the other option is if you don't vote for Biden, right? right? And it's like, you know, when they're prognosticating like a year, you know, like a, maybe a two years, whatever, yeah. into the future. It's like people don't think about what I mean, of course, people think about future consequences of current actions they make, of course, all the time. But if sure, we're talking sure. about like an election, people are thinking about what's happening right now. You yes. know what I mean? What's being done right now? They're not thinking about, well, I got to fucking throw on my chips because, uh, you know, uh, uh, I got to shore up this win for, for Biden because Trump... I mean, are you asking like Muslim and Arab communities right right now? Are you asking them right now to like? I mean, again, this is I mean, this is a, a moot point. People know this already, but it's the the liberal ethos of but wait, you know? Yeah. But it hasn't even, dude. It's devolved now into not even but wait, but like whatever the inverse of that is, right? Like, yeah. I mean, oftentimes I'm like, are the liberals accelerationists? Are they more accelerationists <laughs> than the fucking conservatives? Right. Because sometimes, sometimes I think the conservatives, and Terrence has brought this up on the show, and I agree with this. Sometimes I think the conservatives are actually like the most cowardly, 
Like, I mean, we know not most of the time. We know they're cowards. But when I say cowards, I mean, like, when shit hits the fan, they will run and hide under their bunkers, right? Absolutely, Like, literally, they're not fucking going to start, like... You saw, like, I think the perfect encapsulation of that is Tom Cotton on 1-6, right? Mm, Like, when push came to shove, he's just like, I got to get out of here. Yes, yes. And that's supposed to be a hardened army ranger, former army ranger. Dude, Josh Hawley putting up his fucking fist, you know what I'm saying? Like, for these motherfuckers. But, like, the liberals, though... Dude, we've seen it over the past couple months, man. Yeah. There it almost seems like like the Biden administration at least is willing to throw in its lot with this with this uh genocidal fascistic settler colonial state with nuclear weapons, even if that means starting like inciting a a a, a, a regional uh, flowing into a world war that's possibly nuclear. I mean, that isn't this is not to say again that well you know the i mean i don't care if you vote for democrats either either way but it's not to say well, don't vote for democrats or democrats are worse than republicans but all it is to say is that like this shit sucks all the way down dog yeah it's pretty fucking bad but you know also too i yeah. guess i should end it on a positive note it's it's <laughs> i mean hey man you know we you can talk make about- it i don't know we can make it better for at least people around us i, I think that's you know i i think that was an underpinning like kind of we were yeah. talking about a little bit earlier you know, yeah. if you want to leave it positive, yeah, like we can. I think I think I try to stay away from the people like doing the voter shaming and stuff as much as possible. Like I thought about it yesterday. I was telling my chat. I thought about it yesterday. I saw somebody being weird and like transphobic to one of my friends on Twitter. I almost hopped in replies, and then I was like, "No, I've got a fulfilling life outside of this. I don't think I have to do that." <laughs> I yeah. just like yeah. walked away from my computer. I was yeah. like, "No, that person's still gonna be awful tomorrow." And that's just kind of how I like think about like voter shamers as well. It's like they're going to be I'm not going to change their mind. They're going no. to be awful tomorrow. They're going to continue down this path. And I don't think they have like a breath for the project at the end of this. Like they no. just want to they are they're happy that Biden is bombing Yemen for treats. Yep. You yep. know? And that yep. has to be the status quo. And we can't let that be the status quo for us. Like we have to get involved with people. We have to get involved with our communities. We have to like provide like a glimpse of something better. There has to be like hope in all this outside of just bemoaning like what's happening, you know? 100%. I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, we got to like, you know, I'll close off a sentence, man. I think we got to like, you know, we, we have to, we have to like actualize an alternative, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we have to like refuse that outside that uh outside inside out skin suit you know yeah we have to refuse and i mean i guess you know i i guess what it is is uh uh they want to make you think that you're maladjusted you know mm-hmm. you know they want to make you think that like you are i mean it's it's this is a whole other conversation man it's something we talk about on the shows a lot but it's an inverse of meaning and a loss of meaning you know yes and they want you to nod along with genocide and, you know, whether it's, you know, talking to neighbors or friends or coworkers or whether it's going out there in the streets or whether it's like, you know, um, you know, doing some more organizing. Um, I don't know, man. I think we just have to, I think, I mean, I know it sounds like a very passive thing to say, keep the pressure up, but for all of those Palestinians that can't speak, you know, Mm-hmm. For all those kids, man, you know what I mean, who had their futures like snatched away from them. Um, I mean, for 
everybody, man. Like, if we're looking at the prospect of a fucking world war, you know? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I do hope that this is the beginning or the seeds, at least, of, like, you know, a resurgence of an anti-war movement in this country, you know? I hope so, Because, yeah. like, we're hurtling towards something uh, um, uh, terrifying mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and I don't know, man, and, and not good. Yeah. But that being said, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's hope, I think, you know? It's, it's, it's uh, good shit. It's good we, shit. Have, we have to find it, yeah? It's good shit, too. <laughs> um, one more time, if you want to tell people, you know, where to find you, what you're working on, uh, what you got in the hopper, go for it. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, people can, once again, check me out at uh, Afrocosmist on Twitter, uh, Afrocosmist, and they can check out the Trillbillies or Struggle Session or Everybody Loves Communism. And um, I'm also, uh, I've been writing, I'm writing fiction. Yeah. And actually, I have a... Uh, I have a short story uh, that'll be published in the coming month months with uh, Blood Knife Magazine and Brave New Lit, uh, which is a online um, no actually online and they do print uh, print oh, publications nice. as well print editions as well yeah. uh, magazine based out of Switzerland. Cool. So um, people can check my page out on Twitter, I guess, and I'll let you know when that drops, and they can read it and check it out. So. Uh, Excellent. 